Today's program has been brought to you by Heritage Foods USA, the nation's largest distributor of heritage breed pigs and turkeys. For more information, visit heritagefoodsusa.com. I'm Greg Blaze, host of Cutting the Curd. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. And welcome to Chef Story. This is Dorothy Can Hamilton. And today I am sitting with one of my favorite chefs in the world, one of the most fun chefs in the world, but also, I think, uniquely versatile. Chef Michel Richard has really wowed not just America, but all his fellow chefs because he's incredibly t- multi-talented. He is renowned uh, for all his restaurants, uh, from L.A. to Washington to now New York, and he is a master pastry chef. In fact, he is such a great ma- a pastry chef that Wolfgang Puck said, I still remember when Michel opened his bakery because it caused traffic jams. I never had a croissant that good, even in Paris. That's your friend Wolfgang. Thank you, Wolfgang. You're so nice to me. He loved me. Croissant. But then you have just such an extraordinary story because uh, you were a pastry chef, and then over 10 years you you transformed yourself into a culinary chef. But we're going to get into that um, in a minute. But you know what? If you don't know Michel Richard, I have to tell you, he is one of the most decorated uh, chefs in the world. Uh, just the James Beard Awards. He got the best new restaurant in 2008. He was awarded the Outstanding Chef in 2007. He had the Outstanding Wine Program in 2007. He was uh, nominated for his cookbook, Professional Point of View, Happy in the ke- uh, Kitchen. He was the best uh, chef in California and Hawaii in 1992. He's in the who's who. His restaurant was Best Restaurant, Michelle at the Ritz-Carlton in 2011. It goes on and on. He's a maître cuisinier de France. Uh, he He's got, uh, you know, Exxon Mobil Awards since 2002. I, 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 you know, it's the first time I've really had to have two pages of selected awards here. I just, I just learned a few weeks ago, I will be a chevalier of, no, which one, which one? Oh, my gosh. And, oh, this is, it comes from the French government, from the yeah. president yeah. of France. It's from, yeah, from the president of France. And they're going to give it to me in D.C., in Washington, D.C. Oh. I'm going I'm I'm to wear the little medal on my, on my coat. It's going to oh. be so nice. <laughs> you deserve it. You de- that is a huge honor, especially for a chef. This is a congratulations. Okay, Michelle, it's so good to have you back here. It's nice to be You were nice on the, t- the TV you. show with us uh, about with seven years ago. Yes, I was young. You were young and shy. But you're more handsome now, you know. Are you saying, oh yeah, because I did some, how do you call that? Surgery on my face? Oh, you did? Oui, oui. No, you don't need that. Okay. <laughs> You're not supposed to tell anyone, no. Michelle. Okay, let's let's go back. You you grew up in Brittany. Tell me. You yes, know, what, yes, I, I was born. Is it just your DNA to be a chef if you're French from Brittany? I don't know. I don't know. What, what happened to me, I was I was born in Guingamp in Brittany, in France. Guingamp is a, it's a nice little town. And 
uh, when I did reach seven years old, a friend of mine took me to his father's restaurant. And I, was, I went to the kitchen and I was in love with the kitchen, the chef with all the white hat. And I was in love with it. I love it. And that day, I worked a little bit. I was making the little cookies. And I decided to be a chef. And I went home. And my mother said, Michelle, what do you want to be when you, when you grow older? I want to be a cook. But she find me a job, not as a cook, as a pastry chef. Ah. Yeah. I Did you have a sweet tooth when you were young? Of course. Every kid, every yeah. young man of sweet tooth. We yeah. love, I love dessert. And I still, I still love dessert, but see, I, I try to lose weight. <laughs> I don't want to eat m- too much dessert anymore. I want, to, I want to look good. I want the ladies to fall in love with me. <laughs> they do that anyway, Michelle. <laughs> oh, Michelle, you look so good. It's so nice. And, uh, and uh, I was an apprentice at 14 years old. And for three years, I was learning how to cook. And after that, I met a nice lady. And I, I played with her too much, and... One day she come up to me, she said, Michelle, I'm, I'm, I'm having your baby. I was 18. Oh. And she was 19. And uh, she gave me a baby. Now my baby is 46. Oh. And uh, it was nice. And after that, I went to... Uh, oh, oh, I will tell you a story, a great story, a great, great story. When I was, after the army, I was like 20 years old. I went, I was invited to a friend of mine. It was his birthday. And he had a beautiful box. You opened the box, inside of that box was a gorgeous dessert, a beautiful, simple dessert. For, you know, and I look at the, the name, Le Nôtre. Monsieur Le Nôtre, was, he made that cake. And I think, my gosh, it's gorgeous. Do they, are they looking for a chef? Yeah, they're looking for a chef. And I went to work, I went to see Monsieur Le Nôtre. And I remember, I was waiting at, I was talking to a lady at the door. I said, why is Monsieur Le Nôtre? Oh, Monsieur Le Nôtre is in New York. <gasps> Monsieur Le Nôtre in New York? Wow, what a big deal. And after that, I saw him a week later, and he hired me. He said, Michel, what do you want to work? Whenever you want. You want to work tomorrow? And I, the next day, I was, I was his new employee. This is in Paris? In Paris. And I was a chef for him for a few years. And one day, he come up to me, Michel, I'm opening a restaurant in New York. Would you like to be the chef, one of the chefs? Of course. <laughs> That's right. I moved to this country ah. in 74, uh, 40 years ago. You've been there, remember that pastry shop? Maybe you, you no, were too young. I was too young. It was really... I was actually in Thailand at that time. Are you in Thailand? Yeah. Now we opened on 49, no, 59th Street in Lexington. Ah. Now it's William Solomon. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know what that you know, is. Yeah. Was, I was so happy to be in New York, be in New York, being young what in was New your, York. What was your feeling at that time coming from Paris, which was a g- gastronomic you know, pleasure house? Yeah. And New York in 1974 didn't have any products, you know, we weren't too farm-friendly back then. What? No, so yeah. how, did you, how did you cope? I think when Monsieur Le Nôtre asked me uh, to, to go to New York and open a place, in our mind, we were ready to open not one place, five or six or seven places. When we moved there, we had problems with the union, we had problems with all the things, and we, we was not very successful. It was, it was, at the beginning, it was people stay online outside, but it was only for a few months. Yeah. And, uh, and then a year later, Monsieur Lenaud decided, uh, the company of the investors decided to close, and I moved to Santa Fe, New Mexico. Why did you move to Santa Fe? I didn't Fe? want to go back to France, Santa Fe, because uh, uh, the man who was looking for a pastry chef, he asked me, Do you have pa-? the guy used to call me all the time, the owner of that pastry shop in Santa Fe. He said, Michel, are you, do you have a pastry chef for me? Because No, I don't have a pastry but I have me. Oh, you, <laughs> yes. And, and I moved to Santa Fe and I become the chef. 
And I was working very, very hard. And I was thinking maybe I should go to San Francisco. You missed the ocean. You're from Brittany. You were in the... It was okay, but not great. And the problem was, you know, December was very, very busy. And January 1st, 1st, dead. There was nobody there. Nobody in Santa Fe. Anyway, and, and I decided, I talked to the, to the owner later on, I said, I don't want to stay here anymore. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move to San Francisco. He said, Michelle, don't move to San Francisco. I said, how much money do you have? I don't know, 3000 That will be enough. That will be enough for down payment, he told me. A down payment on what? On the, on the pastry shop. He sold me the pastry shop. In Santa Fe. In Santa Fe. So now you're grounded there. No, you didn't I'm, want to I'm stay. I'm stuck there. Yeah. But I was making good money, but... I just, I still so for three thousand dollars, you were able to buy the pastry shop. Yeah, but I had to pay maybe ten thousand oh, dollars a month. Oh, oh, oh. Three thousand dollars was down a good payment. down payment, yeah. and then I had to pay everything every month, and I, I pay it, and then I, I decided I was the owner, and I was keep I was still looking for a pastry shop, and I found a pastry shop or a location in LA, oh. and I moved to LA. So you just closed the investment? No, no, I didn't close. I just kept the place. Keep the place for a few few years, but the employee was stealing from me. Or what was it was not too great. But I, I moved to San Fernando to L.A. and I was very successful in L.A. Very very good. It was nice. What was your feeling about L.A.? Because a lot of people out there watch their figures, and I didn't think that was a big pastry haven. Yeah, but yeah, they they, they look at it, but you don't need look in France. They love dessert, but when you go to France, you don't see too many overweight French people. It was the same thing in in uh, in L.A. If you if you eat some dessert, not too much dessert per, per week, you will never gain too much weight. You, most of them, even the one used to come to my place, they used to look better. Because <laughs> <laughs> it made them happy. It made them happy. Uh, yeah, yeah, happiness is the best look. And that was nice. It was nice. And I stayed open for many, many years, and I sold the place. And, one, and that was when Wolfgang walked in and had your croissant. Yeah, croissant. One day, Wolfgang came over when he was working at my maison. Oh, it was lying outside. So, oh, the croissant is delicious. He loved my croissant, Monsieur Wolfgang. But, but he looked good. Though. He doesn't gain too much weight. Huh? No, no. Wolfie, Wolfie, Wolfie looks pretty good. Wolfie's looking yeah. good these days. When I go to a market every day, I see his face on many, many soups. See? Yes. Yeah, canned soup. On yeah, different. I think he was one of the first chefs to do that. Okay, so then this is so... Uh, different, you know. They say that the um, personality of a pastry chef is very different from a culinary chef because in pastry you have to be so precise. You measure, you know. It's it's uh, once you make that cake batter and put it in the oven, you can't tweak it and do things like that. And everything, you know, everything. And then they usually like design, you know. So architects, medical people. I know from the school, these are the people that are drawn to pastry. So much, huh? Yeah, we we do actually psychological studies and can tell you: Are you more pastry or culinary? oriented and we use you know psychological testing and a pastry chef is so different but you're one of the few that did the transition yeah. to a culinary chef and you're probably better known now as a culinary chef and won more awards for that yeah. than pastry how did that happen I tell you it, when you live in france okay you go to a village right next to you if you are, if you find a pastry chef pastry shop there are pastry shop everywhere and when you move to the state, there's no pastry shop. There's no place. They don't have any pastry shop. And what I did when I opened the Santa Fe, I was serving the dessert, but I was making little, little food, or like an omelette or steaks or whatever, and I, and I play with that. And one day, somebody told me, Michel, you're so good. You should open a restaurant. 
A restaurant? Yes. Like, like what? A, a good restaurant? Yeah, yeah. Good restaurant. Serving good food. And I did it in, in L.A. When I moved to L.A., I had a piece, but I was living in L.A. Uh, Citronelle. Citronelle. Uh, no, no. Citrus. Oh, citrus. Citronelle. Citru- leather, yeah. Citrus. Oh, my gosh. That took the country by storm. Yeah, your nice. food was so inventive. Was Tell nice. me, how did you come up with your menu? How do you, you know, it took me two years to create new. I was, you know, I was reading books, to a lot of books. And I was playing with different food. I was working on the food because I never worked for, the, for any chef. I only worked for Monsieur Lenoir as a pastry chef, but I never worked for a chef. But one guy who helped me a little bit too, you know, that guy called Jean-Louis Paladin. Oh, Jean-Louis. Jean-Louis. He said, Michel, you should do that and that and that. And Jean-Louis was a great help. He's a wonderful guy. I love you, Jean-Louis. I know he's, he's in heaven. We all love Jean-Louis. You knew him? You knew him? Oh, I remember Jean-Louis. Oh, Jean-Louis. The Watergate. Oh, the Watergate. Yeah, yeah, it was... He it was, influenced more chefs, I think, than any other chef. Yeah, yeah he did. He, so, he did. Wait, so how long did it take you to make a transition from a pastry chef to a culinary chef? That is not... The, the techniques are so different and the but sensibilities. At the pastry shop in L.A., I opened a, a pastry shop and a little cafe restaurant at the same time. I see. But it took me two, three years. You know, I, I was cooking every day. I was trying to come up with different recipes. And that's why I become a, a grand chef, because people used to tell me, she's so great. You should. And I had a great time. I, I loved it. I loved it. In your opinion, is there a difference between a pastry chef and a culinary chef? Do you of, think? Of course. Okay. Of How course. do you see the difference? The difference I see it. First, Pastry chef, you only you only work with sweet ingredients. You, know? you have strawberry, you have chocolate, you have coffee, and but you you you've kind of limited with the, with the ingredients. But as a chef, you have the meat, you have the fish, you have the vegetables, you have the fruits, you have everything, and that was great for me. The difference between uh, uh, pastry and regular regular food, like a savory chef, is, it was very different. Is it more challenging to be a savory chef? Yeah, and it's more challenging, but it's fun. It's fun because you, you have to come up with something different almost every day. And it was great, and I loved it. I, I was in love with my, with my food. I was, and you know one thing, too? You have to create an emotion. You, you create food, and then when you finish the food, sometimes you want to deliver the food to the guest, and you give it to them, and you see the smile. They're, they're happy. They, they feel good. And that, I, I loved about that. Pastry, huh? I know, you don't really, at the end of the meal, come out the chef. And I think back then, pastry chefs weren't recognized on menus. They really didn't have the recognition. And the reason why, I remember when Jean-Louis used to call me, Michel, I'm doing a special dinner. Would you like to come and talk and and make the dessert? Oh, yes, I used to love it. But nobody ever talked about me. At the end, we serve the dessert, but nobody ever say one word. You know, sometimes they grab the chef, and the chef Jean-Louis did that. And Michel Richard is like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, our poor. Well, I think, I think now pastry chefs are coming, yeah. you know, for the last 10, 15 years, you know, they're getting the recognition. Jacques Torres. Jacques Torres the genius. genius. He's, he's, such, he's, he's, he's so a, great. He's such a great. Well, in a minute, we're going we're gonna to take a break right now, uh, Michelle, and we're going to come back in a minute and talk more about your professional journey and food. Wee oui, wee! Oui. Since 2001, Heritage Foods USA has sold pasture-raised, antibiotic-free heritage meats to restaurants and homes around the country. 
Our farmers raise their animals with care using traditional methods guaranteed to produce the very best tasting meat. Our pork breeds include Berkshire, Red Wattle, Duroc, Gloucester Old Spot, Large Black, and Tamworth, and our beef comes from Piedmontese, Angus Akiyushi, Belgian Blue, Highland, Simmental, and Belted Galloway cattle. We also carry a rotation of 24 rare breeds of heritage chicken, seasonal specialties like lamb, goat, geese, and of course, heritage turkeys. Visit us online at www.heritagefoodsusa.com or give us a call at 718-389-0985 to place your order today. So welcome back. You're listening to Chef Story, and today my special guest is Chef Michel Richard. And today I'm sitting at the Pomme Palais at the Palace Hotel in New York City, and where uh, Michel has an incredible restaurant called Villard in the most beautiful rooms in this Palace Hotel. These are the old, I believe, rooms of the the Archdiocese of uh, or the yeah. of Miss. Uh, yeah, not the the, the uh, bishop lives across the street. But uh, Monsieur Villard, this is a beautiful mansion in, in unbelievable rooms. But we'll eventually get there. So, Michelle, we want to we want to go back on your professional journey. And you, so, you've made. How long did it take you to make a transition from pastry to really saying, "I have the confidence to go in a very tough market like L.A." And uh, so, how long? I think it took me ten years. Ten years. And why? Why? Because I was too shy. But I was, I, I was serving regular food, I mean, no good food, like a bistro, like a pastry shop bistro. And, and a friend used to tell me, and customers used to ask me, Michel, why don't you open a restaurant? It took me 10 years. And I felt, and, and I found a location, a lady used to come all the time to my restaurant, to the pastry shop. Michel, I have a location for you. And it was on, on Melrose, uh, and I went to see the location. The location was great. And that's where I opened a place called Citrus. It was like an outside garden, open kitchen, and it was beautiful. And my, the thing people used to tell me, the guests used to tell me, Michel, be careful when you do French food. People think French food is too rich. One thing I did, I opened the restaurant, Citrus, no butter, no cream in my sauce. It was lean. But you know, I was talking to Ruth Reichel and all of people, a lot of people, but my food being so lean, nobody ever, nobody ever write a line about it. Oh, really? Yeah, they don't say anything. That Michel Richard is good. Food is light and lean. It didn't have to because everybody, you had lines out of your door. Yeah. It was so hard to get a reservation in that. I actually went there with Pierre Frenet one time. Yeah. Pierre. Oh, Pierre. We had a great dinner. And, you know, I have one recipe. You did a short rib ter- terrine. Mm-hmm. That is, you have to get his. Which cookbook is that in? Fren- My French cuisine, or what, no, what is? No. Home, home cooking. You have to with a French accent. This short rib terrine is one of the best things in the world, especially in the summer because you can eat it cold. But that's a that's neat. we're getting back to your restaurants here. The way you talk about me, the way you talk about my food is. I'm in love with you. I can't fake this, you know. You are truly one of the great chefs of the world, and you know people like Peter Kaminsky and Susie Heller, who work with the best of the best of the best. They are just constantly amazed at your genius. But I have to stop fawning over you. And here we go. All right. Okay. So, so then, what happened with? Citrus, how did you come east? I mean, L.A. has such a great, great weather. You 
were the hottest thing in L.A. with that restaurant. That was the top restaurant in L.A. at the time. So what happened? Me, me, and, me and Wolfgang, we used, oh, Wolfie, to, yes. we used to, we used to fight for the best, yes. for, for the first place. Right. Wolfgang's better uh, in L.A. It was, it was nice. I, I love finding a good location. It was open because, and it was not a, you know, I didn't, I didn't try to open a, a French restaurant, you know, very complicated or three-star restaurant. I was, I did, try, I did open a restaurant, open, simple, open kitchen. It was, it was just fun and uh, not pretentious. It was just a good bistro, good bistro with a nice French accent, and it was French and American accent. It was good. It was, it was nice, and it was packed all the time. We used to do 350, 400 people a day. It was good. 200 for lunch, 350 for dinner. It was great. It was mm. it was nice, and but people liked it because it was not very. It was simple, very very simple, and uh, maybe I was the only French good restaurant. French not good, French unpretentious, French mm. wonderful restaurant. Mm. What's your feeling about your restaurants? Because they're such, you really feel you walk into Michel Richard's restaurant. There's a real atmosphere there that's uh, intimate. And where, what, what is your feeling about your restaurant? The feeling about my restaurant. I'm the owner. I'm the guest, and I need to treat my my uh, my guests like friends. When people come and sit in the restaurant, I go and say hi to them. Oh, hi, why are you? And I try to. I talk to them about my food, and it's, and they're very relaxed, unpretentious, and that's what I, I, I want people to feel that it's good, nice. And Michelle, Michelle is so lovely, so nice. Michelle is, is a wonderful person, and we and we did give them, like I told you, light food, great dessert, and it was and we had a lot of flowers. It was just like being in, in Provence. I think citrus is to look like a good restaurant you will find in Provence, and. And the thing about L.A. is it looked like Provence, a provincial yeah. restaurant, very nice. So what brought you to the East Coast? Oh. You know, when I, when I used to live in Paris, when Monsieur Lenaud, before Monsieur Lenaud sent me to, to New York. Oh, my God. I love New York. I love New York. It was great. But I was hoping to find a, a restaurant like, a, like in Provence, like in L.A., open. The ocean, the weather was great, sunny all the time, and that's what attracted me the most about uh, L.A. But why did you come back to Washington? Oh, okay. You should ask me so many questions. I know, but that's, the na- that's what we do on this program. Great, great. <laughs> I think, I, think uh, I have a good part of We invest money with me in a restaurant. It's the one who gave me some money to open citrus. Larry Shapnik, wonderful person. And one day, he, he, he came for dinner at Citrus with his friend, who, owned, who used to own a chain of restaurants, of hotel, hotel. And the guy was eating a nice piece of... I used to serve like a, a tuna tornado, like a nice piece of tuna tornado, rare. He ate that thing. Oh, that is so delicious, Michel. Can you do that for my restaurant? And I made a, I made a deal with him, and we opened... My first restaurant, what I think was a, uh, where was that? Open in DC, I think, and open in Santa Barbara, too. and that's why he gave me a, he gave me a, he made a deal with me. That's why I was I was able to move to the to the to the East Coast, and wow. I moved and I moved to 
Washington DC and it was very nice. I love DC. It's wonderful. How is how is I mean every city has its own character. How would you describe DC versus LA? So now I mean because you you have to cook you cook your own style, but do you have to adapt it for your customer? And it, was the customer different? They were not different. They were the same. The thing in LA was mainly movie, a lot of movie movie style. I used to have a lot of movie style in a restaurant, in a restaurant. But when I moved to DC, mostly politician. DC, we have politics, politics. The president come to my restaurant, Obama, and his wife came to my restaurant for dinner, and I was so pleased to have it. They look like young kids. Oh, yeah? What were, what were they like? Ten like? years ago, they were like two young kids who were running the America. They were two young kids <laughs> running America. What, what happens when the president comes to your restaurant? What kind of protocol? Does the Secret Service come in? What, what yes. happens? First, I was sitting in a restaurant, and two men, well-dressed, came up to me, Monsieur Richard, yeah. Tonight the president is coming to your restaurant. You didn't know? I didn't know. I didn't know. Wow, no, and then, Did you have space for them? Of course. <laughs> we emptied the restaurant. We asked all the guests, get out of it. The president is coming. No. No, did you have to let... No, no, we, don't, no. we didn't do that. No, no, of course. He came, sit down, and everybody was amazed. They were looking at that young president with his beautiful so wife. So he was eating with everybody? Yeah. And say hi to everybody. Bye-bye. He was not a great... Oh, no, he was a great guy. Let me ask you. Did he pay for his meal? Yes. Did he pay with a credit card? Yes. Does it say, like, Barack Obama on it? Yes. <laughs> yes. I love it. Barack I love Obama, it. You pay for the food. <laughs> and uh, it, it, it was like... But he came... He, and, and then they, they came to the other place. I used to have another place called... I still have... Uh, God, look at that. Uh, Central, Central, it's a, it's a Brazil. You've been to my Brazil? I have been to Central. You see, you, you know, um, uh, I, I've uh, Washington, D.C. is a lot closer than L.A., but I was even, you know, at your restaurants in L.A. No, no, it's, Central is nice. It's always yeah. busy. It's, 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 yes. it's pretty great. It's yes. pretty great. And the food is great. Yeah, the food is very nice, and we serve a ton of burgers. It was, you know, in my mind for many, many years, I was thinking, oh, maybe I should open a, f- a good American restaurant. Uh, burgers, uh, good salad, like a Caesar salad, and I did it, and it was very successful. You know, a, a lot of uh, Europeans make fun of Americans. Oh, you only have hamburger, you know. And but I, everyone I know that's European here, and all the chefs, I want to do the ultimate hamburger. Oh, yeah, so what is what, what was your what's your concept of a hamburger? If I make a hamburger, first you make the bread. You make the, the bread. Okay. Make the bread with. I mean, nobody, I use olive oil. In the bread? In the bread, olive oil, Is nice. Is it like brioche? No, brioche, we use a ton of butter and a no. ton, uh, ton of eggs. But the one with, I used to make with, uh, no, there's, there's just olive oil, flour, few eggs, not much, one egg for, per, per kilo. And it, we mix it, we bake it. Very hot oven, I want to make sure the bread is stay, stay moist. And then we cut in half. I used to, okay. The burgers we make in my restaurant, we have lobster burger, we have tuna burger, we have uh, uh, scallop burger, beef burger, we have everything, huh? Yeah. And we saute. The one, the rare one is tuna, and we fill up, and we have slice of tomato, we bake them in the oven, in low heat oven, to concentrate the flavor, the and tomato. get rid of it. Yeah. Oh my God. And we have some slice of potato. 
potato. Is this on the uh, tuna? No, on tuna burger, on all, all the burger. So when all you bite burgers? into it, you have crunch. I love texture. Oh, so the crunch, is crunch, 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 crunch. Like oh, yeah, we bake them in the oven. We don't fry them. Bake in the oven uh-huh. for an hour and then crunch. What about the meat in the hamburger? The meat in the hamburger, yeah, the beef. Which one is it? We have, we have the beef. I don't even remember the... Oh, filet mignon, filet mignon. Oh. Chop, chop, chop. Chop, chop, chop. And we, we put like, a, we use like eight ounces of, of patty. We saute medium. I try to keep everything medium rare. Medium rare. Why medium rare? Because if, if you overcook, it's not too good. No, but not rare. Bleu. Bleu. Rare, yeah. Rare, rare to medium rare. Yeah, bleu. Yeah. But the tuna is rare. Oh, no, it's so delicious. And we chop with a knife. Huh? Nice. Okay. We don't use a machine. Huh? Chop, 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 chop. And it's très bon. Très bon, très bon. Okay, we need to take another little break here, and we'll be back in in a minute with Michelle Richard. Welcome back. You're listening to Chef's Story, and I'm sitting at the Pomme Palais. If you're in New York City, and, you know, anyone who comes here, you know, it's near Rockefeller Center. You, everyone knows where St. Patrick's Cathedral is. Well, go to the back of St. Patrick's Cathedral. Get on Madison Avenue, and you're going to see this beautiful mansion with a courtyard. Go in the courtyard and either go to the right and go to the Villard Restaurant, or go down the stairs and go to the left and go to the most exquisite pastry shop in New York City, Pomme Palais. Uh, it's going to blow your mind, not just the taste, but you feel like you know, you're a little kid in this confectionery world. The colors, the cleanliness, even the way the staff is dressed and the way they smile. And I was lucky enough to walk in today and Michelle is there. His, his personality just exudes. You can, you can almost... You, it's so Michelle Richard. He, you know, it has to be one of the great attractions in New York City today. And I'm, I'm just so pleased to be here, Michelle. So, so nice. all right. I'm so nice. All right. <laughs> I love it when I lie. <laughs> oh, get out of here. Okay. So, you know, how many years have you been in the food, uh, the restaurant and pastry business? 50 years. 50 years. I started in 52. 52 years. 52 years, bravo. Now we, are, we are in, what, yeah, yeah, 52 years. Yeah, yeah, like and, and, I, and I loved it, it was great, it was great. But I stopped to cook, and uh, to bake, maybe uh, 20 years ago, when I, when I became a grand chef. I was trying to become a grand chef. When you were trying to, so let me, you know, a lot of the people who listen to our program are young cooks. And uh, I understand a lot of restaurants, while they're doing the mise en place to get ready for lunchtime meal, are listening to this oh, yeah. yeah, radio. And um, so my question for you is, uh, how hard is this profession? What do you love about it? What don't you like about it? What advice do you have for someone who wants to get in this profession? Because you've seen it all. I think what you have to do, 
First, you have to learn the profession. You have to read. You have to buy books and read. You need. You have to collect all the information. And when you know the information, you'll be able to deliver some good food. You have to study. And being love, you have to love the job. You have to love your profession. If you don't love the profession, do something else, because the love is the most important thing. Like I remember when I become a chef. It was just to just to sauté a steak, or to make some French fries or, or pasta. But now, one thing: being a French chef is not enough anymore. You have to be the chef, the world chef. You have to become a chef who knows everything about food. Like now, one thing I love to is, is sushi. I love sushi too. I love sushi. The you serve the meat raw and you serve with rice and all of that. I think it's a it's a love of of a great profession and stick to it. Learn to it. Study. If you don't, if you don't know something, you have to keep on looking for recipe, and you become good. You become good. You are one of the most creative chefs. What does it take to be creative? Is that something you have to have within you, or is it something you can develop? You need to develop that. Uh, is it, if, if it's in me, you know. Now you ask me that question. I don't even know if, if that if if I had all the if I used to know all the information. But you have to, what do I want to say? You have to, a recipe, the first, you wake up in the morning and you sit and you write everything and you write about the recipe. And uh, after a few days, you're going you're gonna to be able to come up with a wonderful dish and uh, you're going to serve it to your guests and you're going to see the reaction. They're going to love it. And if they keep on coming back, you're the winner. You're good. So what, is, is that your process? You get up in the morning and you, you have an idea and you write it down? Is it, or do you look at things or do, you know, do you, when you're in the movies or walking in the park? Oh, that, that, that too. You have an influence from the world. I mean, like, there is a place across the street here. There's, they're serving some, um, um, some food or um, some kind of dessert, some kind of cake. And I look and I take a picture of it. And that's going to help me to come up with new... I don't create anything. I just... But they all have your touch. <laughs> I look around and it is, it is fine because I, I try to duplicate a few, dish, few dishes than I saw maybe a few days before. I'm not copying those things exactly, but it, it helped me to create some, uh, to create some good dessert. So, you know, you, you mentioned before that you can't just be a French chef anymore. You have to embrace the world. Is that a good or a bad thing? It's a good thing. You Why? Can, it's a good thing because, let's see, you're a French chef, but after a while you cook French food, but you, you have to stop. You want to do something else. Maybe you're going to do Italian or you're going to do from England or from this country. You have beautiful dessert. I remember when I moved to this country, the first time I bite into the cheesecake, or carrot cake. I was amazed. It was so delicious. How come nobody ever tell me that the cheesecake was so delicious? Or the carrot cake is delicious. You have great cookies. So cookies, we don't have that in France. Oh, we have some cookies, but they're not as good as the one we have here. You make the best cookies. You have good dessert. You have wonderful, you have wonderful dishes here. But yeah, we have to play with it. You have to. Maybe one thing you have to do to give the little French accent to it, but... So when you when you became a chef, it was not considered a celebrity job. No. 
and there wasn't a lot of press. And we were even talking when you were you were a very very famous pastry chef. People didn't know who you were. They were giving the accolades to the savory chef. What is your opinion of this whole celebrity chef movement? Now we have so many magazines and blogs, and what has that done? Do you you know how has the world changed, and how have you seen it influence? Does it influence your work or your decisions? Not much. I, I, I don't look at what what the some chefs are doing. I'm trying to come up with Michel Richard touch my food, but. What the other one do? The only problem I have with the, with the youngest crowd, they mix too many things. They have too many ingredients. Everything should be simple, simple. But sometimes you, you look at it, oh, how do they find out? Because everything goes into a dish. But that, that's a little problem. That's a, maybe it's a big, big problem. You have to make it simple and delicious. That's all. One thing you, you said was that it took you 10 years to bridge being a pastry chef to a culinary chef, and you were te- really teaching yourself. You didn't have... Jean-Louis maybe was a mentor. Um, and if you look at the old uh, system in France, the apprenticeship system, it took 10 years, really, to become any kind of cook. Yeah, yeah. And, and today, that it seems like that that has been shortened dramatically. How imp- do you think something has been lost? Do, you know, because I guess you perfected something in those ten years—the techniques, the what. What What do you think about the foundations today? The, the foundation. I think, like I think I told you earlier, a young chef before they they need to study. They need to like buy books. To we need to educate ourselves. Information. We need the information, and then. You play with this, this new dessert, or a new dessert, the, the new technique, or the new food, and uh, and work hard on it, and 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 you will and you will have a great time. You will f- you will be able to deliver some delicious food, but it is tough. You have to keep on practicing, practicing, find the best ingredient, be in love with what you are doing, and. Uh, the result going to be very positive and very nice. Describe for me one of your favorite dishes on your menu right now at Villard. Oh, one, which one I, I do up? Salmon. Which one? Salmon and what? Salmon and avocado. Salmon and oh, avocado. Oh, yeah, you're right, because I eat that all the time. Oh, you do? Why? We take a little mold like this, like a ring. Half of it is avocado. We season with salt and pepper. And uh, some tobi- tobico, tobico, you crunch. Or tapioca? Tobico. Oh, tobico, what is that? Tobico is like eggs, fish eggs. Oh. Crunch. Okay. And we mix that with the avocado. And on top of that, we add a nice layer of chopped tuna, raw tuna. And we serve with a little vinaigrette, with soy sauce. And when you bite into it, in your mouth, the food is dancing in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's pretty good, it, it, and I loved it, and I have, um, I have it almost every day. <laughs> the food, the food's having a good time in your mouth, and it is, it is good. It is, and uh, that is nice. And we, and, and we have another one that, but it's, it, it's, it's not, it's, it's not dessert. It's, it is dessert, Napoleon, high Napoleon, like this, with the pastry cream and and egg white and all of that, and it's so delicious. And I cooked the the the, the, the puff pastry. 
I go for an hour and a half, they send me, it's hazelnut, it's, it's not raw, it's just, puff pastry is crispy and nice, and when you eat it, your crunch texture is just fabulous. And people love it, and I love it too. You like crunchy textures. I love texture. I love yeah. texture. Crunch, 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 crunch. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite uh, textures, too. Um, so wh- what do you see for the future of food? Where is, like, is there a culinary capital in the world today? You know, Paris was so supreme for so many years. Is there, you know, where are the chefs today? Where are they coming from? Where are they going? What do you think in 10 years? Where is, where is all of this I think going? in 10 years we will be the best. This in country. This we, country? We, yeah, we will Why? be the why? Because first, all the chefs, all the young men, they, they have one idea is to move to America. They want to move here. Yesterday, I, I was watching TV last night, around midnight, and so many young people want to move to the state. Because you have, we have the opportunity, and we can. And, you, and this kind one thing about America, this country, the great people of this country, they are ready for any kind of good food. But, and the great, I mean, think about New York. You come to New York, you move to New York. There is no better place in the world like, like New York. You have the best Italian, the best French, the best American, the, the best of everything I hear in New York, and that is pretty nice. And uh, the other thing, too, you have great kitchen, and you have the, you have the best ingredient. It's just, just good, good. The rest of the world, bye-bye. We're going to, <laughs> we are going to the best. <laughs> New, York is, New York is doing well. And New York is pretty good. Yeah, it is fun. And uh, like the other day, I went to a Greek restaurant. Atos? Exos? It was good. It had fresh fish. Uh, and it was packed. And, you know, when you're in Paris... You don't even know if you have a great Greek restaurant in France. If you have an Italian, you don't even think about the Italian. You only go for the French. French, 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 French. So what happened in France? Do, are, the chefs there must be curious, like here. Is it... I'm not sure. Is that curious? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think they're very curious. They want to do French food, for sure. Maybe they, they do French food with a little bit of Italian. Oh, yeah, well, they do it. French food with Italian pasta. They do that, too. But... The best food, I'm sorry, guys, to tell you the French, the best food is in New York. So I can tell you it's true because I've been here for 40 years. That's true. Do you go back to France often? No, not anymore. Not much. Not much. I go maybe once. You're a real American now. Yeah, I'm a good American. American with a nice accent. (laughs) Nice French accent. (laughs) Nice French accent. How hard is it to run restaurants in two different cities? You're not easy. Yes. <laughs> it's not easy. That's why you're looking so slim. You're running back and forth between yeah. Washington and New York. No, no, I, I love the train. I love to take the train, first class, and I go, I go, I go home, and I go. To, it's a home. I think Washington D.C. is home. I've been there for a long time, and I love D.C. It's, it's great. It's great. And you have a beautiful wife, Laurence. Yeah, Laurence and the kids are very, very nice, yeah. and I love them. And one of my, you know, one of my son. He's a chef. Oh, yeah? And the other son is a kitchen, de- no, he's a restaurant designer. Oh. Christophe. So <laughs> the acorn doesn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> no, no, no. And Christophe, my son, is doing a good job. He's working for a, rest- for a company called Creme. 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 And he's designing beautiful restaurants. Mm. And people are, are in love with his design. Mm. 
good, good. So tell me, what, you know, what's your typical day look like? My day, first in the morning I go to the gym. Oh, good for you. Yeah, but you do yeah you're looking good, Michelle. I, I tried. I, and uh, when Mel was, was bad this morning because she feel like I don't eat enough good food. You? No. Je ne peux pas le quoi. But I, I, I eat oatmeal. Good. Well, that's good food. With banana. Good. That's good food. I eat, I eat a lot of that. Happily or not? Happily. I love it. It's so delicious. It's so great. You put any sweetness on it? Splenda. Splenda. Okay. But tell me one thing. What is Splenda? It's sucrose. Fake sucrose? Yeah, sucrose. It's, I, th- I don't think it's totally fake. I think it's made from some kind of derivative of sugar. She doesn't know. Oh. No, she doesn't know. You don't know either. No, I, I, I really don't I, know. It's a little powder, and it's, it's pretty good. I mix with banana and with pineapple, with raisin, and make me make me feel good. But you were telling me that I don't feel, I don't look good. I don't feel good because I don't eat white. She feel like I don't eat right. Okay, so but you then you eat your avocado and salmon. Or yeah, tuna. Yeah. That, that's very good. For that, lunch? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I love it. Absolutely. And the salmon, the omega-3s. What do you eat for dinner? Not much. Salad. That is very... That's excellent. I mean, if my kids would eat like that, I would be over the moon. What do they eat? Oh, you know what? They're in college, and unfortunately, I don't think our colleges have great food. So they wind up eating fast food a lot, and they, they, they're learning to cook... I got an apartment for my daughter because I was just so frustrated with the food. I mean, you can't keep someone in a dormitory. They, they have to cook. They, they, it's a scandal what, what's being served in our colleges. But anyway, that's another, that's another story, story. Yeah, another yeah, chef's story. Have we'll have to get to the chef from again. We have to call you back. Well, we're running out of time. I, I just absolutely always love being with you, with Michelle. And Thank I Michelle. love, love, love not only your restaurants and your Pomme Palais, but I love your cookbooks, and I cook from them all the time. And I might sound like a commercial for Michelle Richard. I am, because you are the best. Thank you, Shane. Mwah! Mwah! And I got to kiss him, too. Okay, well, thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Uh, you've been here. You've been listening to Chef Story with Michelle Richard, who has restaurants in um, D.C., uh, Central, Citronelle, Las Vegas. Which one in Las Vegas? Central. Central in Las Vegas. And at the Caesars Palace. Oh, and... And here we are at Pompalais and Villard at the Palace Hotel in New York, behind St. Patrick's Cathedral. So thank you, uh, Robin Cohen, Jack Inslee, my producers, and we'll see you next time. Bye. (laughs) Heritage Radio Network is a member-supported nonprofit organization broadcasting over 30 live shows a week. To learn more and donate, visit our website or connect with us on iTunes, Stitcher, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram for more. Thanks for listening.